talk and hockey. Ralty and Rupper talk and hockey. Stanley Cup recap talk and hockey. I have to give the abs credit. Hello and welcome to That's Hockey Talk. It's a beautiful night for talking hockey on the internet. And that magical voice, the magical. soothing sounds of our Canadian pal the lad of the lads are north of the border friend app up a gumpino gumpy how you doing all as well i almost went back to the fucking piano for this one lads i really oh. to get into it i thought about it, it was just tickle the keys play us a little too far back there you know what i mean I, hey, yeah, I do i do the canadian accent uh starting to come back a little stronger i mean you're starting to lose it a little bit it's being <laughs> yeah this, what's this guy gonna talk about? what's this guy gonna talk like soon <laughs> what's it all about What's it all about? <laughs> and of course, our resident Game 7 goal-scoring Stanley Cup champion himself, Mike Rupp. Rupper, how you doing? Good to have you. I'm good. I'm good, boys. Glad to be back. I mean, some, uh, some fun Stanley Cup final coverage bouncing around everywhere. I ran into our guest, Elliot Friedman, a couple of different times. It was great seeing him. But, man, it was uh, the right team won. Put it that way. Yes. The, the, the team that probably deserved it won. Sorry, Gumpy. I know you had a, a lot of... Uh, things pushing for the uh the, the tampa bay lightning but uh, the right team won uh speaking on that rapper a couple mini controversies <clears throat> a couple couple things with was this player offside did this yeah. change happen was there too many men on the ice uh a no call here a call that should have been a call here but you're right overall the right team won and i think yeah. all those things uh combined don't even equal or sniff some of the controversies we've seen in the past I think if you're still talking about that, I think it's just a sore loser. Uh, when it comes down to it, Tampa was pretty banged up. Mm-hmm. They played a lot of hockey, and they ran into a team that was younger, faster, and a little more willing to do what it took. And uh, having said that, Gumpy, I think now I turn it over to you. I think now you should say uh, what you need to say. Uh, the floor is yours. I think you need to address uh, the Colorado fans and the good people of Colorado uh, and congratulate them on their Stanley Cup championship. Absolutely. It was a uh, great Stanley Cup playoffs for everybody. I hope everybody enjoyed it. That was good. Hey, I thought we were going to hear some <laughs> stuff about that. I thought we were. Hey, you know what, dude? I, you what? Know, I always say Canadians are the nicest people. Sorry, sorry. And sorry. that was the nicest thing that I thought you were going to be bitching about the referees. Yep. No, that's true. No, that a boy dumps. Tampa, hey. Tampa, I mean, Colorado deserved to win. I'm not going to sit here and fucking bullshit anybody. I was surprised it didn't go seven. When when, I was when Tampa won in Colorado, I thought, fucking, here we go, lads. And then they go up one nothing game six, and you're thinking, fucking, here it is. But they ran out of gas, man. They um, If if Nas Kadri, which we'll dive into later, like that was incredible. I was watching this dude warm up throwing muffins. He couldn't shoot. Mm-hmm. The fact that he got that OT winner in game four to make it yep. 3-1, if that – now, if that would have gone, which the way that overtime went, Tampa didn't get a sniff. No, like it was close. Third period overtime was Colorado. and uh, But but if – when we've seen hockey played out in weird ways, if the series went 2-2, yeah. we might be saying something different now, but it didn't. So uh, you got to give them give them a lot of credit. I think the thing with that, the offside thing, and I think no, like some people <laughs> didn't understand. It, it's not the fact of the people on the ice; it's the fact that fucking 
Kadri came on the ice. He yes. was the player yes. that came on and scored. So people, nobody people, gives a fuck if there's ten guys standing by the bench, dude. Yes. So, so some people were like, some people were like, Nathan McKinnon had nothing to do with the play. But I'm like, no. But the guy that got a 44 yeah. foot head start is yeah. the guy who scored it. And yeah. then yeah. and then everyone started saying, well, Tampa had to. I mean, no, man, that, that's those, not what it's. It's about, not what dude. it's about. So I, is there a case there? 100. percent Should it have been called? By the book, yes. Um, dude, it's a tough call to make. In ultimate, quite ultimate frankly, troll, ultimate troll job, though. The next game, too many men to <laughs> pretty much ice the game, though. So, but that was all time, dude. I don't, I don't think the refs saw it. I really don't. No, and it no was way. a missed call live. I'm okay with it. Does it stink? Yeah, I mean, they probably wanted a mulligan on that one. But it, it's a – dude, it was a missed call live. He didn't yeah. – Whatever it, it's, I don't think it's a factor that it, that didn't no. change the series. I don't believe. No, yeah. I deserve to win. I personally think the biggest factor was the injuries. It's come out now. Uh, Tampa Bay, like what? It, Braden Point had a torn quad. Uh, yeah. Pretty much every player on the team had some type of broken foot. McDonough's <laughs> finger was mangled. Uh, pretty much every player on Tampa's roster had a sprained or separated AC joint. Uh, these guys yeah. were playing through some shit, and then Colorado's injuries came out. They today. were too, yeah, not to be outdone. And pretty much everyone in their team uh, had a broken foot or broken bone in their foot. The worst of them being Val Nichuskin, who put out the X-rays of his foot, and that thing looked gross. It looked disgusting. Yeah. It looked despicable. But he still gutted up, gutted out, and went out there, was able to get that skate uh, boot on. And Rupert, you came on Pat show and you talked about this a little bit. Like you saw him out there uh, in like before pregame, like warm up, like morning skate-ish. And you saw him skating and just like his, just uh, in like compression shorts and a t-shirt. And you're like, if he got that skate boot on, he's playing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, so we saw him and a lot of people that was, and the media was reporting. They saw him walking into the arena on, on game day there with a pretty good limp. I think he had a walking boot on at that time. And, but from the playing standpoint, walking on, a foot injury, uh, whether it's a sprain and a broken bone and a high ankle sprain, whatever, walking is the worst thing. So you're gonna you're gonna go in a walking boot to immobilize yeah. your foot. But when you go into a hockey skate, it's kind of like a walking boot. You don't have the you, you're not doing this very much when you're skating, or you can at least stop it and you can be taped up where you're just you're and you're in a boot. It's not allowing you to make some movement. So when he got out there in warm ups and you watch him, you're like, oh, this guy's good to go. But he was a beast in those finals. He wasn't 100. percent Nobody was. Um, I love the, I love that part. It's it might people might think it's a little caveman esque, but I love seeing these injury reports coming out and guys that are like, screw it, let's do it. And, uh, it's, that's what makes hockey special for me. That was awesome to see. And it was also awesome to see a few guys who waited a long, long time yeah. to, uh, lift Lordo and get the chance to dance with the Stanley cup. We're talking about obviously Eric Johnson who played what 14 seasons, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Nate McKinnon who just last off season dropped the infamous zero. I played nine seasons and we haven't won shit. Uh, Jack Johnson, another guy who got a tough go of things in Pittsburgh in New York. Um, and, and towards the end of it in LA, even, I guess, uh, he got his chance to lift Lord Stanley over his head. It was just awesome seeing 
Naz Qadri, obviously, uh, the first Muslim player to be able to say that they were able to lift the Stanley Cup and hoist Lordo. Like, there was there was a real lot of underlying stories in that Avalanche yeah. team that probably mm. didn't get enough attention earlier and throughout the season because they were so good and just so systematic at steamrolling everybody. And then when you finally got to the final here, you got a chance to really dig in and learn about a lot of these guys. Val Nachuskin, obviously, uh, which Gumpy, it's a sore subject for him and the Dallas Stars and how things oh, worked yeah. out there. But look at him now. You know, he's about to be a big time free agent. Is he going to sign back to Colorado? Is he going to hit the open market? And to hopefully help us answer questions like that and many more, our guest is here. And this is not just any guest. This is not just some random uh, goon we found out on the street or out on the internet. No, this is the insider to the insiders. You've seen him on Sportsnet, host of the Incredible 32 Thoughts podcast. You've seen him on Twitter. You've heard him on the radio. You've seen him on TV. Ladies and gentlemen, Elliot Friedman. Elliot, thank you so much for joining us, sir. Hey, guys. How you guys doing? Good, man. Good. I uh, appreciate you, man. I know it has been crazy. I mean, I there's no downtime for you, though, Elliot, right? Like, you've got <laughs> – we've got the draft in, what, seven days. you got free agency after that. So when is your actual downtime in the offseason? You know, first of all, let me just say that the toughest thing for me today was figuring out, like, the camera and microphone permissions to get onto the site. <laughs> Because I didn't realize that on my iPhone I'd shut down permissions. Uh, so I'm like, why the isn't this working? Uh, and so, man. so I apologize for being a couple minutes late. Oh, no, it's all good. So, so basically, the way this is going to work is uh, I work the first day of free agency on the 13th, and when we go off the air on the 13th, I, I'm I'm shutting it down. I am shutting you it are. down. You know, the last couple years because of the way the seasons have been totally screwed up. There hasn't been a lot of downtime, so this summer there is going to be downtime. That's good, man. <laughs> Put your hey, feet you, up, lad. Yeah, <laughs> you you deserve it, man. You deserve it. It's a it's a never ending business. Um, so a couple things I want to ask you about. There's big news today. Maybe we can yep. start with. Uh, let's talk about the Kevin Fiala. Maybe you could talk about that situation. Uh, you know, getting traded to the uh, to the LA Kings and signing that big deal. Yeah, so uh, I got a tip this morning. Uh, a couple of people told me when I woke up, and you know I'm not the earliest of risers. I, I confess that. Attaboy. But when I woke up this morning, I got a couple of tips. Be on Fiala. Be on Fiala. Get on Fiala. And I didn't know if I thought it was going to happen today, but I knew that it was heating up. And then, um, you know, there were. It, it became pretty clear to me. You know, the teams I was really looking at were Devils, Ottawa, and Kings. Yeah. And then not long before it got announced, I had a couple of people say, uh, go to L.A. That's that's where you're looking at here. And uh, I think that the Wild and the Kings had been talking on and off for the last few days. Uh, the Kings had, had made it pretty clear they were going to get, get a score. That's what they wanted. When they looked at the reason they lost to Edmonton this year, they just thought they didn't have to, enough natural goal scorers on their team. They were going to go out and get one. They targeted Fiala. And they got the deal done. And they also got the extension done. Obviously, they had permission to talk to him. And uh, that number actually came in higher than some people I, I know expected. But that's a good extension for Viala, 7 times 7.9. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting to see what that does for Posternock or Forsberg yeah. or any of those other guys out there. Hey, well, let me ask you this. Uh, maybe you could let the, the fans that don't know how this works, right? So you've got a player... So when the trade goes down, you've got you've got uh, you know a pending RFA, right? So yeah. so maybe you can kind of pull back the curtains for the people to say, all right, 
these things like like the the deal is in place with the mm-hmm. LA Kings per se, right? Before this deal is done, because you can sit there and think, why would they give up their first round defensive prospect and a first mm-hmm. round pick if there's no mm-hmm. guarantee they're going to be able to sign this guy or they've come to an agreement? Maybe not in this situation, but in, in the past, like, can you tell people how this kind of works? Yeah, for sure. Well, in in as you said, in Fiala's case, he's a restricted free agent, but Rupper, he's not a restricted free agent until July 13th. So after that day, if he's unsigned, anyone can talk to him. But before that day, if he's unsigned, the the other team needs permission from the Wild to talk to him. And and from what I understand here, permission was granted um, in the last few days where the Kings were allowed to talk to Fiala's representatives and negotiate with them. And that was one of the reasons this got done, because they had a contract done. Nick, were you say something? Look like you're about to say something. No, no, I'm sorry. I was just I was looking over here. I, I was gonna uh, switch gears a little bit with uh, with Elliot and kind of pepper him about the defending Cup champs and see uh, where he was thinking and what we were looking at with Nas Kadri, Nachuskin, and some of those bigger names from guys who All just right, won the hit Cup. Me. What a, the, uh, is Nachuskin staying? Is he does he looking at the greener grass on the other side with now having a big playoff under his belt? Uh, Kadri, what are they going to be able to do both of these guys and get McKinnon next year? Uh, what do you think? What have you heard? Well, I, I think the number one thing they got to figure out is what McKinnon's number is going to be. And, you know, basically, in a lot of ways, McKinnon could write his own ticket, but I don't necessarily think he's going to do that. I think he's going to get a big number. But I'm not convinced, like if you heard him and you've heard him before, he wants to win. And he knows if he goes out there and says, all right, pay me $12 million, he's going to get paid, but he's not going to win. So I don't think he's going to go that high. I think he's going to get a big number, but I don't think he's going to get the highest possible number. Um, in, before the Stanley Cup began, I was told on Nichushkin that Colorado had indicated to him that they, were, they wanted to keep him. They had to have an idea of what the number was. From, from what I heard, like someone said to me, he th- at that time, and this was game two, he thought it was like slightly better than 50% that they were going to be able to keep Nachushkin. Um, I think Nachushkin recognizes, and I, I'm sorry, Gums, I, I'm really sorry about this. He knows hey, what we got. Like we got do. bigger issues with fucking Peter DeBoer. For yeah, you, hey, man. don't hey, okay. don't get him going. <laughs> hey, this, our, right. phone, our phone has been blowing up for his gump. Gump's not happy with the choice of coaching, but that's okay, his. We'll, we'll we'll talk about that in a couple of seconds. But yeah. you know, I think Nachuskin knows what it's like to be in a situation that didn't work for him, and understands how important it is to be in a situation that does work for him. So I think there is definitely a guy who, as long as the number is reasonable he could very well stay in Colorado as when it comes to Kadri I think he'd like to stay in Colorado but the way he played this year yeah it's gonna, it's gonna be, be tough. tough like he's you, gonna you gotta to leave a lot down. on the table a he, lot he's on gonna the table. have to leave a lot on the table like 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 I'll tell you this I have heard from a <clears throat> fit standpoint like all the things hockey the way it's for his family he would love to stay in Colorado I just think he's going to have to really pass up some big offers to stay there, and I, I think that's a really hard thing to do. He could do it, but I think it's a hard thing to do. That's that's where it gets tough, just from the player standpoint. Obviously, I'm not in. I was not in that category as a as a player, but just in players in general, when you're you're getting the closer you get to free agency, and when these guys finish the Stanley Cup Finals, that they're close. Like we're talking. 
you know, they're, they're just a number of weeks out. The closer you get as a player and everybody I've spoken to and from my experiences, the closer you get, the harder it is because you start hearing things. You start know, you know, hearing things out there. And, and like for an example with even Val Nechuskin, yes, you won a cup there. This team could certainly win a cup again. He was – I actually think that Nechuskin was – he may have been their best forward in the finals. Like that's how mm-hmm. good and impactful this guy was. But there's teams out there, New Jersey Devils would pay – a lot of money to get a guy like that, like the big body that can do the things he can do. So it, it gets tough, man. It gets tough to keep these teams intact. It'll be interesting, um, you know, kind of what, what happens there. Uh, just to mention New Jersey, I want to know what you think about this, Elliot, because in our, you know how it is, and I, I ran into you a number of times um, mm-hmm. during the finals, and you talk, and everybody's talking to people, and I've talked to a number of people in the in the industry, and I know it's out there, but Maybe it's just part of the the gameplay, but hearing that Montreal might not be 100% set on Shane Wright at one. And my mm-hmm. question to you, which they, they very well may be, they, they this might be just part of the game. Uh, but if they end up if they end up going with say that Slavkovsky, who's the big boy, um, he he he's he, he the the ceiling might be a little bit higher per se with a guy like that. I just feel like this puts the New Jersey Devils in a predicament at two. If if for some reason Shane Wright doesn't go one, because I think the Devils want Slavkovsky at two, and if they get Shane Wright, it doesn't mean they don't want Shane Wright, but for what their needs are, that doesn't really fit their needs. Do you think there could be a, a, a lot of action here if, if Montreal does not go right at one? So, like, I, when I was – the first sport I ever covered was the NBA, Mike, and Isaiah Thomas was the first GM of the Raptors, the team I covered. And he gave me one piece of advice I have always remembered, and it, it was, Elliot, remember, around the draft, everybody lies. <laughs> so, yep. so and, and I've learned that over the years. I. I began to believe everybody lies that once he actually told me the truth about how, who he was taking and I didn't believe it. So it was, it was, it's crazy. I think what the Canadians are trying to do is create a smoke screen and create confusion at the top of the draft because that benefits them. I think they've done a really good job of convincing people that they don't know yet who they're taking and they're con- considering multiple people, whether it's, uh, Slavkovsky, whether it's right or even a guy like Logan Cooley, who they know pretty well. So what I what I think they want, I think the biggest thing, Mike, is actually a non-hockey thing. And that is when you're hosting the draft and you have the number one pick, can you actually trade down from that spot? Like, do you have to make that pick? Yeah. Yeah, because, you'd have yeah. to. <laughs> because because <laughs> the thing is, like, if you're if if you're willing to take right, if if right's your guy, and you think the Devils want Slavkovsky at two, would you at all in any way? Like, we're just talking hypotheticals here. So you're saying would, you're saying would they trade? Should they trade with the Devils? Yeah. To to get to go down to two, Devils get one. You can get some more compensation in return. Would you uh, try? See, it would take some uh, kahunas in Montreal to do that. <laughs> if we're, I mean, if this draft, if, if this draft was in, uh, you know, if this was uh, the Florida Panthers hosting, if it was draft, in San it might Jose, be different. yeah, yeah, it might be a little different. I, I, I think different. that's the thing. That's I, like I wondered: are the Canadian like do the Canadians feel that they have to pick first? 
That's that's an interesting angle because I was actually looking at it and I've just we love hot stove and on all this stuff, right? Yeah, like I'm yeah. sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, all right, let's just say that Slavkowski goes one. Okay, let's say Montreal does it. And there's there's no guarantees. Like Shane Wright's been this, this has been years in the making, right? So he, there's no this may not even happen. My thing for the Devils is that that doesn't really fit a need. It's it's still a potential yeah. first overall pick that you're getting at two, but at the same time. This is where the value for me is with the Devils. Devils can trade that pick to five to Philly. Yes. They could trade that pick to five to Philly, and now the Devils can select one of those top four defensemen. Now you've got Hughes, Heeshear, Hughes, and one of those stud defensemen that's available. You know what I mean? Like This is where it gets no, interesting like it. to me. You don't, don't like, like that it. one? You don't like yeah. that one because Philly's going to get a good player. Yeah. That's why you don't it's like Jersey it. Jersey and Philly getting better. It doesn't work for me. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I, I, that's an angle that you said that. I never even – I mean, I thought about it, but I didn't really think that – yeah, but you're right. You always want to get more bang for your buck. And Montreal, if they had the guts to do it, that would be fun, man. That would be a blast. See, I, I think the teams to watch like are moving up and around there. Obviously, Montreal because they have the first pick. Obviously, Jersey because they've indicated they would move the second pick. I think Arizona would love to get a second high pick. So I think that they would look at something like that. And the other team, you know, Columbus has two pretty high picks. What are they thinking around there? I think those are teams that are going to be really interesting to watch. Phoenix that has is. to find a way to sell out that fucking 5,000 people building, too. <laughs> hey, Gumps, we got to go down there. It's going to be an atmosphere, man. You're going to go there. You love it there. No, yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't give a uh, shit. Uh, Phil Castle's uh, eating hot dogs. I'm there, bro. I, I would, I, you know, I, I do agree with that. I, I don't think overall this is a good thing for the NHL for a lot of reasons, but I guarantee there will be a lot of people who go down there for a weekend and say, oh, yeah. Boy, I had a great time. Do you do <laughs> chaos. It'll be all, fucking chaos, dude. Be like college. In, in all <laughs> fairness, have you not thought about it? I have. I'm I like, have. I got it. I want to go see a game there. Like I'm yeah. gonna make a trip and go see a game there, 100, right? Mm -hmm. I, I'm with you. I will. I would like to go down there and see it. You just want to hang around at Arizona State. I know you, Rupper. <laughs> I'm going for the hockey. I'm going for the hockey. Hey, the sun. We got a nice. The suns are gonna be out there too. Hey, I got. I got one more for you as far as just kind of housekeeping with some things going on. And, and again, we do. We appreciate you coming off of just the Stanley Cup Finals, and these guys no can hit you up with something. Um, I was talking with EJ Raddick today where I was at the NHL network and dude, I don't Chicago. Kyle Davidson has a mess to clean up here. There's yeah. it's very clear that the last regime saw this team very differently than the way he sees this team. And obviously they've had a year now to assess that a little bit more. You know, you're looking at this, we're hearing Alex DeBrinket's name out there. Yeah. Which which kind of blows my mind because there's a 24 year old that is a 40 goal guy. Those mm -hmm. guys don't aren't usually readily made available. Of course, they're going to want to get something big for him. And then there's the the whole Kane and Taves thing. But the, the kicker to it all is maybe this is part of the and this is a team that had to lose a lot to get good to win those three cups. Maybe it's the Connor Bedard sweepstakes, and this is the early stages of it, if you will. But they've got a defenseman. And Seth Jones, whose contract is just kicking in eight years, nine and a half million. Like, I, where, do, where does Chicago do here? I mean, they, I, I love the hire of Luke Richardson. I love that hire. His name, and you know, has been out there for a while at different spots. I, I think mm -hmm. he's going to bring in an identity to this group. But 
man, I, they got a lot of pieces in place. That's not even talking about Kane and Taves, how they're going to manage that. I, I think it's going to be a long couple of years in Chicago. Uh, and But what it says to me is that the Blackhawks have said, look, if Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane want to leave, we don't want the impression that we're telling them to leave. Yeah. We want them to have to come to us and say, we would like to go. And sometimes I think that's, like I, I get annoyed with that sometimes. It's a it's a PR move. Yeah. Because because it, what's it, gonna happen? I don't mean to cut you off, but this is my know. thing. I think they go in the season with those two. They get to mm-hmm. trade deadline time. They say, Would you guys like to go on a push? Because they're both entering their last year. Would you like to select a team to waive your no trade clause so we can move you potentially to that team? If those guys say yes, then they depart that way. If they say no, then let the contract run out. And this is where I think the PR management comes in because you're going to have the Chicago fan base and the Pittsburgh's kind of going through some of the same things to some degree where the fan base, everybody knows those guys' jerseys are going up and they want them to be Hawks for life. These players want to be Hawks for life, but nobody wants to be the bad guy in this situation. Players don't either. Players don't want to be like, no, man, I want out of here if we're doing a rebuild. Like They don't really want to say that. So I think the contract runs out and then you lowball them in the offseason they say, no, that's not good, and now the player goes somewhere else. Don't you think that's a, a, a it, it possibility? Happen, it could happen, but, Mike, as you explain it, I don't like what I hear. Like, like I, I think there's a skill to managing this, right? You know, you, you know, Rupper, you, you, were in, you were in New Jersey with Scott Niedermeyer, and Lou Lamorello wanted to keep Scott Niedermeyer forever, and everybody knew that Scott Niedermeyer was going to Anaheim to play with his brother and try to win a Stanley Cup there, which they did. And everybody understood. Everybody understood. Nobody holds, no Devils fan holds that against Scott Niedermeyer. Everybody understands. I think right now what what we have here in Chicago, everybody understands where this is going. I don't think any Blackhawk fan who really cares about Taves or Kane is going to blame either one of them or even Seth Jones if they say, you know what, this isn't what I signed up for and we can work it out. But you know what it takes is, you don't have to have good PR. Like it, it's not about good PR. It's about who's going to step forward and say, "Guys, we can all see what the big picture is yeah. here. How can we work it out?" And and all you need to say is, "Have Taves and Kane say we understand the. Can you guys just do us a favor and just say we understand the priorities have changed and they've changed for us too." Everybody would get that. Everybody would understand that. Everybody would. No, well said. I, I I hope it goes down that way. I hope it just doesn't yeah. become something, you know. And and it's because uh, again, Pittsburgh's kind of dealing with it to some degree as well. When you have these franchise guys, like it's the perfect storybook ending, but the business gets in the way sometimes. So you guys go you ahead. Know, you, you, well, you know the other thing I think they could do to hang on to them is the one thing about Taves and Kane and hanging on to them at the start of the next year is a you can trade them and eat some of their salary in season but also maybe give them a better chance of knowing who's going to be good. Yeah, that that's way, a good point, yeah. You know, so Taser King can look at how next season starts and say, you know what, I like this team. They're really good or or something like that. What are you uh, hearing about uh, Malkin and Latang that are freed? There has been some rumors that don't sound too good for Pittsburgh. Is that true or are those just rumors? Well, I, I've, heard, I've heard this. I, I've heard... I've heard that there's a better chance of of Latang than Malkin. Uh, that's what I've heard. Like, like I I have been told by people who I think know better than I do. They think 
Latang and the Penguins are not ridiculously far apart. That they they think that I mean, who knows where it goes? Sometimes Gums, you need a you need like that deadline of the last week for everybody. Like yeah. you negotiate, you negotiate, negotiate. One side moves, the other side moves, and and then eventually get the pressure of a deadline to say, okay, everybody, let's get serious. Like I think that's happened with Forsberg and Nashville. I think there was a lot of uh, you know moving targets, moving targets. Now we're getting close, and I think things there are getting more serious. I think that's the case, at least with Latang. I, I do think there's a possibility they get that one done. From what I've heard, they're not too far apart. Like I reported um, a couple weeks ago that they were 1.25 million a year apart. I think I don't know this, but I think it's closer than that now. And that says wow. to me, if there's a will, then I, I think they can get it done. Malkin, I've just heard it's it's not that close. No, nobody will give me specifics, yeah. but I've just heard it's not that close. I uh, and I know, I, and you know what? I've also been talking about Flurry here and there. I don't know if that's likely anymore either or not. Um, I heard Bill Guerin said today he wants to keep him in Minnesota. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. I uh, I did talk to Chris Letang the other day, and I'm just here to confirm Ooh. he gave me nothing. Absolutely Son of a bitch. He, uh, yeah. anyway, so when nice he said, tease, bro. When he, what are friends for? <laughs> I know. When he, said, when he said at the year-end meeting, I want to keep this in-house. I want to keep it confidential. I will not be speaking about matters. I'm here to tell you he ain't speaking about matters. So I don't know. Elliot, uh, if there's someone to get it, it's you. But his old roommate here couldn't get shit out of him. So uh, we'll all, see what all happens. I, all, all I've heard is that when it comes to Latang, is that and and I will tell you this is this is another team that I think has interest in him. They said to me that they think that they think that it's it's they just think that they're they just think there's a path there to get it to get it done. We'll just yeah. see if it gets done. Probably we just have to wait. But Malkin, I haven't heard anything yeah. close. Elliot, what does he uh, get? Oh, sorry, Nick. I was what gonna say he... to piggyback off of that. Like, are there other? Is there any other interest out there? Of course, there's interest, but are there any other destinations for Malkin right now that yeah. you would know of, or have heard, or could even just put on your? What does he hat? get on the open market, Fried? Well, well, I think that's a great question. Like, like first of all, teams are being really careful because, like, teams are always accusing each other of tampering right yeah. now, so they're they're being they're being really careful about it. You know, in in the past, years ago, I always thought if, if Malkin left Pittsburgh for anywhere, it would, might be somewhere like Florida. But I don't know how Florida is going to have enough room to do yeah, something yeah. like that, too. Like, if if, if to me, if, if Malkin and the Penguins aren't close, if he's looking for a big number. He's looking for a, a, a big number. So Does he get it, though, Freach? Like, where does he get that from? That's a great question, Gum. I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I need a bit more time to kind of figure this out. Yeah. Um, like, like these are the guys who I think are going to get paid, right? Goudreau, Forsberg, Fiala is as we now know yep. is, gonna, is getting paid. Um, I think Kadri is going to get paid. Yeah. And then I'm kind of curious to see where it really goes after that. Like, like I've had some agents tell me that there are some guys who are going to have a rude awakening here because there's just mm. not a lot of money in the system. Right. I'm not saying 
The biggest question I've heard about Malkin is his health. Yeah. yeah. Like, if yeah. you're going to pay a big number to somebody right now, you need to know that he's got a history of durability. And unfortunately for Malkin right now, um, you know, he's he's been hurt a lot the last couple of years. I, I think, you know, like, I'll, like who's going to – like, who's going to – the one team I'm really curious on a short-term kind of thing is um, I, I would wonder if the Rangers would try yeah. something. I thought that too, to be honest. Yeah, let's see. We'll see. Like if uh, <laughs> that would that would rip Nick's heart right out of his chest. No, 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 no. Listen, the Rangers have been pilfering would... pilfering superstars and Penguin player for years. It it only makes sense <laughs> to me. Okay. Well, I think the Rangers are in a lot of things. Like there are rumors today about Dubois, and I'm not mm-hmm. convinced Winnipeg's ready to do that yet. I still think they're trying to sign Strom. Like I got to figure out what the Rangers are, are are doing here. You know, the other team I would I would always potentially wonder about, and it's it's kind of way out in left field, and I'm not sure how we would feel about this. Like, there's two guys in Vancouver who know him really well. Uh, but that would be that would be way out of left wow. Field. That so, would be left field. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I really, honestly, Gump. I, I I don't know. I don't know. I I still wonder if, when it comes to Pittsburgh, at the end of the day, when when yeah. push comes to shove, does this all work itself out? Are we just right now in a big, like? alpha male negotiating contest like that i always wonder about that at this time of year freeze one more thing on malkin and i don't want to yeah. take up too much time talking about gino but if if this is a situation where if he gets to the market and he maybe he goes out there and maybe it's not what he was expecting is there any chance of coming back or do you think once he makes it that's kind of the be all end all no i i i don't i don't know that i would say that you know, once he's gone, he's gone. I think when you have a special relationship between team and player like Malkin and Pittsburgh have, I don't know that you ever shut the door. But Nick, the problem with that is, is, is if Pittsburgh, you know, you know Pittsburgh, they want to compete, right? Like if Malkin says, you know, I'm going to test free agency, that They're goes both fill ways. That. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. What What if they go out now? The one thing I, I I think about Pittsburgh is, I think they're one of the teams that's going to be very careful about term. So, like, I don't know that they're going out and getting a Johnny Goudreau, for example. Like, I, I don't think they're going out and, and doing, like, seven times nine on a player like that. I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I don't think so. Um, you know, they gave Russ six years. I'd be curious to see if they would even be willing to do that for anyone else. But I think that the the issue is going to be once once you say I'm testing the market, the Penguins reserve the right to say we're testing the market, too. Let me ask you about uh, Goodrow real quick, and then uh, I know Rupert's mm-hmm. got something because everyone I think is already penciling him in as somewhere on the East Coast, back closer yep. to where he's from. Whether it be the Devils, the Flyers, I've heard the Islanders, maybe even the Rangers. Uh, is that kind of what he's looking for, or is it still just you know right fit, term, money, like whatever is the best in that respect for him, or is it, or is he really looking for that East Coast situation? If it's not Calgary, then I think it will likely be East Coast. Like the one, the one team we haven't mentioned at all here, and it's a team I believe is determined to make a big splash, is Seattle. Mm. But the the one thing I look at is can Seattle make a better offer than Calgary can? You know, I, I, I Cadre, Cadre to Seattle. Well, I'll put it this way: I think they're going to be out there. I, I really yeah. do. I, I I think they're going. The guy who I really think fits them. 
is like Klingberg. Like yeah. they need yeah. offense. Nah, like, to me, nah. Klingberg's got cracking. I'm sorry, Gump. He ain't going back. To hey, pile it up, man. Stars yeah, are uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I, I do think if it's not Calgary, it's it's very likely that Vaca. Like I, I will say, I thought the Islanders might be a real stealth team on Goodrow. I'm just not sure they can do it. Where's Claude Giroux at? Mm. What happens with him? Well, now, as we know, Duclair out, and it could be for the season, uh, sadly. That could um, change things. Yeah, so they're going to have a little bit of extra money, at least for this year. I could see potentially Giroux staying in Florida. Um, I, he seemed to really like it. If not, uh, Ottawa's a team that I've always kind of – like, he's building a big house right there. So I could, And they're looking for a veteran forward. He fits with sense. what they're looking for. Hey, I like that Sens team in the in the near future. So if he yep. can go in there and help them out, I, I think they're going to be a good team soon. Um, Elliot, uh, I don't got anything else for you except can you give Gumpy even if it's not even if it's not true, oh, just no. give him something to look forward don't to in Texas it. with Texas hockey this year. Not with uh, fucking DeBoer at the helm. Uh, look, let me let what, me ask you what, what, did, 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 why did don't Barry? You like him? I can't stand like listen to his interviews, Breach. I mean, why, why God, like him? he sounds like an absolute doofus. He looks like a doofus. <laughs> He's so hard, Elliot. Elliot. I can't he do. What? Yes. Did Barry has... Trotz not want to coach? Did he just not want to coach in Winnipeg? Like, why was Dallas no, so he... set? Why were they so set on DeBoer? They didn't even. There was nobody else. It was just right to DeBoer. Well, no they, they they did interview Cassidy. I know that uh, they did. They did bring him. I'm pretty sure he came in for an interview. Um, but uh, they were set on DeBoer right from the beginning. There are people there who know DeBoer. Uh, Pavelski does for sure. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they've, I think they're a longtime PR guy. Tom Holy also yeah. knows DeBoer well from San Jose, and Tom's a really good guy. There are guys, people there who really like DeBoer. Now, I think DeBoer's issue is, is goalies. Uh, obviously did not have a good relationship with Leonard. I don't think that's the first goalie he's battled before. So I'm sure that's one of the things that they kind of talked about with him. But Dang, I'll, I'll tell you. Not you do do anything with fucking Ottinger, pal. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, the guy made a thousand you, saves you. in seven-game series, I, dude. I asked, you, I asked you as a friend to give him something uplifting, and you said he's a goalie killer. And the one player, <laughs> the one, the one player they have there that gives them a huge – I mean, they got a few. They got some nice, bright future pieces – their goaltender's been unbelievable, and you're like, yeah, he doesn't get along with his goalies. Come on, man. But but, but you know what? I guess uh, he wins, and yes, a lot of he does win. Like, like Pavelski, uh, Pavelski, I heard gave him a really was a really positive force behind. If Joe Pavelski believes in it, like God, you got to believe in Joe Pavelski. Hey, I'll, 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 give, you, I'll give you some good news. I think they do lock up Robertson. I think yeah, you get that done. And I will yeah, say I, this about I Pete. think they recognize how important he is and yeah. they'll take care of him. Yeah. I had I told these guys the story, Elliot. We don't need to get into it now, but I had some uh clashing of heads with Pete in, in the OHL in different points in my career. Um, but I will say this, because I've asked guys, how is he? How is he? How is he? I've gotten rave reviews on Pete DeBoer from every veteran player that I've been with or talked to. And uh, the thing, though, is after a number of years, just like any other coach, it kind of runs yep. its course. But yep. you you said it, and you're bang on. Pete wins. Pete gets results. 
for that stretch. So that's what the, that's the business that the stars are in. So, hey, Gumpy, it might not be that bad, but. I hope I help. I, I, I hope I that's help good. in some way. Well, I mean, yeah, if he wins, if he wins games, sure, I'll be happy. I mean, I also loved Bones too. I did yeah. love yes. Bones. I know, I know, Bones was done, but he was just—I don't know—I love Bones. You know what I think it comes down to, honestly, is that first of all, Dallas. What that says, that hire says to me, Gumps, is that they want to win. Mm-hmm. Like they're yeah. not—they're yeah. not taking a step backwards. They're—they're they're going with a guy who's got a history of winning, and they're—and they're doing it right away. Do they have any room to add anything this year, though, for each? Like, they're pretty up against it as far as cap, if I'm not wrong. I still think they want to try to add Petrie. Yeah. yeah. That'd be nice. I, I still think, cause I I like still that. think that's a guy they want to bring in. Yeah. Uh, Freege, last thing I got for you. I know uh, we want to let you get some sleep and rest up because you've been uh, putting the feet to the fire here with the final and everything. Um, you mentioned Seattle. Uh, are there any other teams – that you may have heard or know of the, or even just predict or expect to be uh, pretty aggressive, we'll say, when it comes uh, time on July 13th? Well, I, I think Seattle will be. Um, I'm very curious to see what Montreal is going to do. Like, do they try to add something? Like, I, I think it was their plan to try to go after. Like, I would be, I would be curious to see if the Canadians, like, for example, like this whole thing with Dubois and Winnipeg, um, I know there's a lot of speculation. Eventually, he wants to play with Montreal. You know, does Montreal find a center for a couple of years or they go after him or something like that? Um, I I also think that uh, I would say another team, like, for example, if Calgary loses Goudreau, how are they going to replace him? Like, I, I think they could be a really interesting team. I think Tampa's going to try to keep Palat. So I, I'm very curious to okay. see what they're going to do around him. And I think the Rangers – I, I like, and and I think the Islanders. I think the Islanders felt last year they missed the playoffs. They're not that bad. I yeah. think Lamorello is going to be a really fascinating to watch. And and your your old Devils, Rupper. I think they're going to be yeah. aggressive. They want to take a step. They're looking for a tougher forward. They're looking for a defenseman. Uh, I think they're going to be out there. It's going to be. Those fun, are man. some of the teams. I think I just named half the league, but at least the entire Metro Division. But that's typically what we expect from them. So, uh, hey, we appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us, especially on a little bit of short notice. Uh, can't can't thank you enough. Uh, you do great work, and uh, we'll be looking forward to the stuff you'll be putting out leading up to uh, free agency. Yes. All right, guys, have yourselves a great summer. Okay, take care. You guys. as well, buddy. We'll talk, baby. Free. Thank you, sir. All right, good, some good nuggets there. Some good info from Elliot. Wouldn't expect anything less, man. But uh, I, I think this could be. I think this could be. Hey, I know this is our last podcast of the season, but Nikki, you might have to be pumping out some stuff here on that hockey talk uh, Twitter profile. There's going to be some. There's going to be some news. It's going to be chaos, here. man. It feels yeah. like. Oh it. yeah, it's uh, Patty it's, Kane's going to the fucking Rangers, ain't he? Like that's happening. It's right, right in the middle of our week of vacation, so Mrs. Skates oh. is definitely going to be thrilled when I am hey, hey, first hey, in hey, my hey, phone just retweeting hey, all these hey, signings. But I, I got, love, I, got I got, love I got the login last. Yeah, time. get the login. <laughs> hey, get the login. You no, know, I ain't guy. doing shit. <laughs> this, this guy, this guy will be eating ketchup chips. It'll be fucking ketchup chips and nothing. And he got nothing. Yes. Yes, he's in the epicenter of it all up there in Canada. So send it over to Gumps. He'll take care of it all. Uh, 
Robert, we, we talked a lot about Malkin, but one more thing. I want to put this out in the universe because I, I feel like I just I could see it happening. We mentioned the Rangers. There are two other teams where I just feel like he could end up. Uh, I think one of them is Montreal because I think they've been looking for a number one type of center for a very long time. And they have a pretty good history uh, with Russian players. And yeah. I think they I think they enjoy the city. I think they enjoy the culture in Montreal. It's probably a little bit more of a, a European vibe, probably a little bit more familiar with what they are back home. And I also, you know, I hate to say it, but uh, I look at uh, the Red Wings as a possibility potentially no. if, if they could do like a three-year deal or something like that because – Stevie Eiserman, like he's seen this guy up close. Uh, I think I just, you know, it's just one of those things where you just, you just get these feelings. You just get these feelings. And uh, I think the Red Wings, I think Montreal, and definitely the Rangers. I think the Rangers would definitely be in play. I, I leaves Florida. I think that's, I think that with this Duclair issue, unfortunately, yeah. that's going to free up some money where I, from what I've heard, Evgeny Malkin, if he cannot, he wants to be in Pittsburgh first and foremost. But if that does not happen, I think the Florida Panthers are where his where his attention gets put, depending on what they want to do. Uh, he does who have get, who gets, he does who have gets his wife more. and son in Florida, so that would make sense. Yeah, who so, may, who gets a bigger contract, him or Giroux, Rob? Oh, Gino for sure. I think. Like I think Gino, Gino, Gino still Gino per year. I don't know, man. G- uh, Drew showed that he showed well, I thought, in Florida, but um, he didn't necessarily over the last little bit here in Philly. So I, I don't know. It's tough Malkin's because still, Malkin's still over a point a game guy, man. Yeah, Malkin's still uh, an elite offensive point production type player. It's his five on five and his defense that people question, right? So yeah. it depends on your need and your fit. Like Drew, Drew, his entire career has always been solid defensively, can yeah. play wing or center. Uh, great on a penalty kill, great shorthanded threat. So it's kind of like p- d- people definitely value those things, but I don't think they cost as much in terms of dollars as the point production that Gino brings. So apples to oranges, maybe. But uh, Florida, I, I would uh, like if he had to go somewhere else, I would love for it to be Florida because I think that's a good team and I think he would. Fit how about this, though? How, how about this? I'm just throwing it out there in the universe. If Kadri does not resign in Colorado. You think Gino? Gino wants to be in Pittsburgh, but you think if Gino gets to the point where he's like, you know what, I can't be where I'm at. Um, maybe there's concern about his health, where he's not getting the big paycheck. Maybe he just says, "Fuck it, I'm going to go win a cup," and, and takes a pay cut to go to Colorado, line two center. Yeah, why wouldn't you? You know, like why? What's what's the downside to that for him? You know, you get to cement that legacy even more, and yeah. people say, "Oh, you played with Sid, you played with Nate McKinnon your whole career." But like, don't matter. Messi hey, played this with guy, Gretzky, this guy, so. this guy was a this guy is a con Smythe winner. Like, you yeah. don't have to answer. He doesn't have to answer shit to anybody. Because Colorado, you're right. If Kadri leaves, who's playing two C foot? What Confer? Like, no good player. He, but he, I, he's, he's a he's a filling. He's not a two C. Exactly. He's not. So. Um, Audrey could just go, you win a cup, just walk it off, lad. Highest bidder, fuck it. Why not? Why very well may. Why very I, think well he, may. I think like Elliot said, I think he has to. I think he, he yeah. owes it to himself. He's never going to get so. more money than he is at right now. And what is he, 27? Like this is uh, yeah. like a lot you of know, eight you piece. Know, he get a seven or eight piece right now. At least. Buffalo, like I, I'm not saying yeah. he has to do this. There's some teams that will <laughs> Oh, yeah. Them. Oh, yeah. And you don't think you heard that you we've heard this guy speak. 
And that's the thing I love about Nas. Sometimes he speaks too much, but he's got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. You don't think this guy, if the Buffalo Sabres came yeah. swinging for the fences, oh, he yeah. wouldn't want to play against the fucking Leafs? Yeah. <laughs> he Hell. would love that. Hell, if uh, if if Gino had the walk, you know, I'd fucking I don't think the Pens could afford him, but I'd love to take a swing at him and have him be the two C in Pittsburgh. Like I think they need that kind of attitude yeah. and and the the grit and he would be the, grit, but he's gonna shit stir that he brings. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think, Per? What's he get per, bro? How old's Kadri? I think he's twenty-seven. Um, Oh, Jesus, man. Honestly, I don't know. I mean, I think there's a team out there that's going to give, you know, Nazem Kadri, if you're including playoffs, he had 102 yeah. points. 102 Jeez. points. Um, oh, no, he's was, much older. He's 31. I'm sorry. Yeah, I he's 31. He 31. So 31. Uh, I mean, uh, there's there will be a team out there for sure, I think, that will, he's, that will pay him in the – he's got that nine range. Yeah. Like, he'll make some good money, man. Five ninety five year nine five year forty five something like that a lot yeah imagine if the Leafs had a player like that they could probably make a run in the playoffs <laughs> yes that is true who, that is, who true. is out there that's that I was thought was twenty seven that I'm thinking of Kadri I can't Nachuskin maybe <laughs> maybe yeah it might have been Nachuskin yeah we scored yeah. one goal in one hundred and twenty games for the Stars yeah. <laughs> But that's what that's what people are starting to like panic about in in Edmonton right now because they don't know like they are they going to go are they going to keep Kyler Yamamoto or Jesse Puliyarvi and because of what Nachuskin did this playoffs they don't want a high yeah. pick to be what Nachuskin was yeah so, but like, sometimes what do you it's do just, hey, Oiler, Oilers Oilers focus on one thing get yeah. a fucking goalie dude. Jesus. Hey, if they run it back with Mike Smith and Koskinen, uh, what do you... Uh, I hope they do. I hope they do the just for the sheer, shit. Just for I'm the watch every, I'll, I'll if, watch every Oilers game next year hey, with Mike Smith. All, of our, all of our viewers right now, I will promise you, my I will put, I put my everything into this. If for some way, shape, or form, which I highly doubt they do, if they come back with that equation... I will make public our chat thread all season long about <laughs> about that goalie tandem because it's an, it's it's entertaining. Hey, uh, I don't I don't know if he would do this, but like, what if Kemper gets the free agency? What if Colorado decides okay, we're going to go in a different direction? Uh, Kemper's got a cup now, and we're just throwing shit at the wall. But it, like, is that a, is that a big enough splash? Is that a is that a solid answer for you? No. So I was talking. I was talking with uh, Mike Johnson during the finals, and I look over to him. I think it was before it was before Game Six when when Colorado won the Cup. I go, Johnny. Hypothetically speaking, if Tampa wins tonight and then they win Game Seven, how much money does Darcy Kemper lose because of the playoffs this year? And he goes, a, a good amount, but I think he loses teams more. So. Yeah. The Toronto. So before this, before the playoff run, it was Toronto, Edmonton. These teams that are on the cusp or think that they're going to be contenders. Darcy won. You got to give him credit for winning, but he was under nine hundred save percentage. He had a juggernaut of a team in front of him. I don't know if some of those high end teams are out of the equation to some degree, or maybe to the level. But there's going to be again. Buffalo Sabres, you start talking about some of these teams. New Jersey Devils might be interested. They don't know what's going on with Mackenzie Blackwood. Vegas. Like, 
Is Vegas going to run it back with Leonard again? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think like so. Is, I think they when, will. When is that experiment over? Well, they got you. They got Pete out <laughs> of there, guy. so Leonard's yeah. going to be better. Yeah, that but, ain't. That ain't. Uh, I'll I'll give Pete that one. That one ain't his fault, dude. No, uh, that guy so, stunk for a while. <laughs> but I but I will say this: like Darcy Kemper, it's tough because he is a good goalie, and the way the playoffs went, he still won a cup. It may have not hurt him. It may have taken contending teams maybe out of the equation a little bit. More. Yeah, if I'm an Oilers fan, I'm not happy going. I'm not happy getting him. You are at the right price. Yeah, but, it's all about the it's all about the price. Right, but the there's going to be there's going to be some, there's going to be subpart. There's right. going to be subpart. Right. And now, if you're Colorado, is there any number true number ones out there though? Like who's out there who you could get? Flurry. Well, Price. I was just about Carey to say Price if you're play? if you're Colorado and you lose out on Kemper, <coughs> do you make the call to Flower? But now Elliot just told us that Flower might not even get there. Now now Billy Garen saying, "Hey, we want you back." So maybe maybe Flower yeah, re-ups with Mitty. Was Carey was Carey Price on the market? Is that happening? I I don't know. I don't. I, Carey Price. I think they don't know if he's gonna I be think ready he's again. Play. Yeah, I think he's got to play. That may be like a deadline type thing. I don't know, man. I he he's not. He wasn't right this year, so I don't know, man. If it's I don't know if we've seen the last of him or if we're gonna. You know, we'll have to see how that goes. Um, Rupper, one of the big hilarious storylines of Colorado winning the cup was uh, Nick Abe Kubel basically toe-picking into the ice and absolutely hammering Lord opening a giant dent in the base. And then uh, some more pictures came out from the outs today, and it looks like there are some more dents to the base. It looks uh, like it's even more misshapen. Fucking guys. I was going to ask you, did you, <laughs> did you and the boys give it a hard time, or were you extra careful with that thing? Um, well, I, on my cup day, the, the cup was, instead of being – you know, if you're looking down on top of the bowl like this, it was like, let me see if I can make this shape. It was like this side was like it was like smashed in on the one side. And so they came to me. I think I told you guys before, instead of holding it like your hand in the top yeah. of the cup and then and then holding the base, I had to like hold the neck of the cup and then hold the base. And so it just felt weird all day. Like did it wasn't you, normal. Like, did you know what happened The why it was like? Yeah, that, they or? they said that. um I don't remember where it was, but it was in Europe, and Patty Eliash hired uh, to, ma- to to maximize his time with the cup. He hired a helicopter, and they went and picked it up. They flew into wherever it was at, and they were going to take it back, and that would give him, instead of 24 hours, I'm just making this up, maybe it was 36 hours. It was yeah. saving him time so the cup keepers didn't spend the night there and then wake up the next morning and then travel. Um, so he bought himself more time, and apparently – they were handing it off to go into the helicopter and someone dropped it and it went and just the, the, the <laughs> cup got smashed <laughs> in on the side. So, <laughs> so after, after I, I had it, I had it all fucked up and then they fixed it <laughs> after that. So, yeah. Hey, just adds to the stories, right? Of Lordo. Hell yeah. Quite the history, quite the stories. And Colorado is going to enjoy it. They're going to party all summer with it. They're going to have the times of their lives. And then they're going to come back very, very soon. Not a lot of time off. What what's camp's probably going to start up in September. 10, 11 weeks until yeah. camp starts. And they're going to they're gonna go for it again and run it back. Yeah. And, we'll uh, see, man. According to the odds makers, it's going to be the same story again. It's still the, the two top two odds on favorites right now, I believe, are Colorado 
And Toronto. Oh, you're Toronto, Toronto is up there. Tampa, I think Tampa's in oh, third, oh. maybe fourth. Uh, I know Don't Florida's count out Texas hockey with fucking DeBoer at the helm, boy. <laughs> hey, if there's fuck. one thing DeBoer can winner. do. He's a fucking winner, it's dude. He can I've been get you a Stanley Cup I've been final. telling you. In year one. Get, in year he one. Won't win you, he won't win you one. He'll get you there, though. He'll hey, he might get you there in year one, bud. Just saying. It's got a track by, record. Uh, by, year three, by year three, that might not be the case. But year one might be the case. Gumpy, any final thoughts before we sign off of the episode here and uh, a couple weeks for ourselves? Um, I think this show has uh, grown leaps and bounds this year with the addition of Rupper. Uh, I've really enjoyed doing Thank it. You. I've enjoyed the interaction. I have, in fact, uh, very much fallen back in love with hockey, uh, followed it way more this year than I have in years and years. And uh, it was an awesome year from start to finish. Even, you know, Tampa, Colorado, the two best teams battling it out for the Lordo. That's how it was supposed to be. Look at that, ladies and gentlemen. He does have a heart. He does. <laughs> it's not just fiery passion. Maybe, maybe we all, he's got we a little soft go to We all got to go to Canada for a couple of weeks. No, man. Look at that. It just changes mean, everything. But, said, but no, no, we don't. Stay there. Stay there, lad. Well, okay. hey, dude, hey, I want to say this, though. I appreciate that those kind words there, Gumpy. I love that doing this shit this year with you guys. I know you guys have this up and going and had this great following already. So I appreciate you letting me come on board. And I love the, you know, interacting with everybody. It's a great thing. So we're going to keep building on this and uh, having fun because it was a blast, dude. Honestly, it was probably my favorite thing I do in this side of, you know, just going to keep it real and talk shit and, and have some fun. So I appreciate you guys. Absolutely. And we appreciate you jumping on and breathing some life into this thing and adding a ton of fucking credibility. Uh, you know, it's just two stooges talking hockey on the Internet, but then you get a Stanley Cup champion coming in here, an NHL network analyst, a pro's pro, and uh, share some real insight and some real stories and letting us know, hey, when we're getting a little out of line, hey, that's not right. That's not the that's not the way it is. Or, you know, sometimes if we're taking things a little too lightly or not, uh, you know, hey, like, hey, maybe you guys are on to something. So we greatly appreciate what you've added and what you've brought to this. And uh, it's it's been fun. We did it a little bit differently this year. We did it live. Uh, and I think it's been great. Uh, we appreciate everyone in the chat rocking along with us. And most of all, we appreciate this man who I'm about to bring in right now, the hockey aficionado. Yeah. Who made it all happen. Boys, you guys are on uh, You've been on my TV the last hour. This has been nice. This has been an enjoyable trip, a celebration of the year. Rupper, you were fantastic on this show this year. Now, Gump, the piano, the backdrop, the chalet, you look unbelievable. Yeah. Nicky skates from the beginning of the season. Remember, you had no light behind you. Yep. Remember? Yeah. That, was, oh, that was the that best part nice. of the show. Yes. And the growth. <laughs> that was the show. best part when the lights kept going out. Is that what you did? <laughs> it was a celebration. This, oh, this yeah. show has been awesome, though. And I think uh, as a member of your fan base and your audience, you guys crushed this year. And uh, I really appreciate it. I feel like I learned a lot. And hopefully we'll obviously be able to run it back in 11 weeks. They Hell start. Yeah. That's nuts. That is so Hell nuts. Yeah. Hey, that bye. sucks. You guys, <laughs> what, what are you guys doing? COVID, oh, man. COVID fucked up the Yeah, because it usually it would usually end. Actually, it's not that far behind though, boys. Like it normally would end around the fourteenth, thirteenth, somewhere around yeah, there. But right so now, like normally weeks. free agency would be what July first. First, you've already yeah. had the draft, so we're we're yeah, about two or three weeks. Two behind weeks, two or three yeah. weeks behind. Yeah, yeah. Good so. luck. 
Good luck. Hey, did you hear? Did you hear yeah. Rupper say the Penguins were in a rebuild? Yeah, I texted you all. If you look at your phone right now, <laughs> I saw. I saw. I, I said, what what? You were asking questions, <laughs> not you, Rupper. I didn't text you. Oh, I texted yeah. all the boys. I said because uh, I was dove into the fucking chat. I was like, why is Rupper just throwing the pens? Oh yeah, the the Blackhawks are going through. Like, yep, that's Chicago's things for them. The pens are also going through this fridge. You know? No, like, no, no. Uh, I didn't mean a rebuild. I meant they're going <laughs> through how to manage like, like. Hall of Famers that they might have to part ways with. Not a rebuild. I don't think the Pens are going to be doing a rebuild right now. I think it's just like, how do you, how, when those guys' jerseys are going up in the rafters, how do you manage that with showing them respect, but also knowing that it might be time to part ways with one of them? Like, that's the similarities between Chicago and Pittsburgh. I got it. Well, much different legends. Okay. Yes. Hey. <laughs> well, hey, hey, Pat. I appreciate the opportunity with these two knuckleheads up here, man. It's been a blast. We appreciate everything you've done for our show this year. It's all it's all fucking great. So looking forward to doing it doing it more Needed, next season, uh, buddy. We certainly upgraded in the bald white department for the show. <laughs> <laughs> Bit massive, massive upgrade. Now AQ. Hey, we gotta get AQ on more more next year dude we got to get him on more because he brought a little attitude it was nice i like that he's something yeah he um <laughs> he definitely he's definitely needed okay more in all of our lives and now he's actually retired though so like expect to see more of yeah put the old... kids to bed put the kids to bed and get on here right yeah i think you need it'd be great we need i need a little bit more aq in my life but with that being you know too complimentary of him because he's going to hear all this and it's going to become a whole thing now and I'm going to have to deal with it. <laughs> you have been fantastic. You all have. And I appreciate the opportunity to jump on here with you guys. And uh, who did I talk to this year on this show that was just banana land? John Ham? Yeah, John Ham. Who else? Uh, I mean, Weeksy. I met Weeksy through this two thing. Niner fucking. Two. Yeah, I remember, remember two, two niner free climbing, two, two niner, niner free climbing, climbing. contract year, <laughs> yeah, contract year. Contract year. <laughs> oh, I yeah. fell, broke Best my shape face. of his life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, good. Kipper, yeah, we got reunited with Kipper. Yeah, you want a fucking picture or what? You boys want that a photo? Is that photo? Behind? Yeah. You boys want a fucking photo or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Kipper. Come on. <laughs> he was awesome. And it yeah. was a good year. You guys had a fucking great year. Good booking, too, Rupper. Like, honestly, well, great thanks. booking. Hey, right. we'll keep growing. We'll keep growing this shit and get, keep getting uh, good and better guests. So, wait. We got one coming your way this summer. We'll tease that to the fans. You know this. We don't have to say it. Got a big, a big, hockey, a big hockey guy coming Pat's way in the coming weeks. Sidney so Crosby? Stay tuned. We'll see. I don't know. You you tease whatever you want to tease, but we will see. Is it saying we'll see. What the fuck's he saying? We'll Doc, see. You've had good posture all show, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is that what he's talking about, Frank? I don't know. He hasn't told me shit. I'm hoping that's what it is. We'll see, buddy. Just uh, all the hockey fans, stay tuned. Pat will be releasing it soon. Sidney Crosby coming on the show. <laughs> oh, That's yeah. what I'm talking about, Rob. I appreciate you, man. I don't think hey. you make the show better. You're making our show better. I mean, this is good. Uh, cheers. Have a good one. Salud. Enjoy the off-season, boys. Thank you all. Gumpy, we miss you, obviously. Yeah. Cheers, everybody. Miss you, too, bro. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, brother. Uh, Hell, yeah. I don't know if I could say it better than that myself. And uh, maybe Sid the Kid, maybe a conversation with the legend, with one of the living goats. Uh, 
that will be absolutely incredible. Uh, boys, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Can't thank you enough for all that you've done for this show and trying to make this thing work this season. I know it's been hectic at times. It's right in the middle of the week. Everybody's running around. We're busy. Uh, got a lot of other stuff to do. But we still found time and, and gave this uh, a, a hell of an effort to try and make this as entertaining as possible and as formative as possible as possible for all the people at home watching. Rupper, again, to just piggyback what Pat said, I know we're all just – uh, blow at each other here, basically, but that was uh, oh, hey, some incredible, hey, incredible uh, booking uh, from you hey. this season. Uh, hey, hey, it. hey, season's over. We don't got to be tough, guys. You could have a little bit of a tickle fest on the way out, so it's all good. Well said. And with that, uh, we will leave you for a couple weeks. Maybe we'll pop back on and do something if some big news breaks later in the off season. Definitely follow along with us on Twitter at That's Hockey Talk on Twitter. We'll always be tweeting updates and uh, signings, trades, anything like that that happens. Uh, until then, we bid you adios and uh, enjoy your summer. And that's Hockey Talk.